The Big Shiny Robot Podcast is brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery. This is Tyson. This is John. This is Rebecca. This is Nick. This is still Tom. This is Lucas. And you're listening to the Big Shiny Robot Podcast. Welcome to the Big Shiny Podcast. Mm. Uh, We're going to talk about some visual aspects today. Because that's what the listeners love. Both moving picture and stationary items. You know what makes great radio? Visual stuff. Yes. Tyson. No, we can wait till the end. You want me to save that? About your four years late to... It's It's fine. Sensei's great. It is amazing. I'm late to the party. I get it. No, let's talk about it. What do you like about it? Uh, first off, the gay stuff. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of gay stuff. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, the uh, like all eight of the sensates are just such likable people. Yep. Um, except for uh, the woman from India. Mm, yeah, she's getting she on my nerves is, a little bit the way she's treating Wolfgang. And she's whiny and like she wants it all to be about her. Yeah, and like the Wolfgang stuff. Like she's my least. She gets better and she actually becomes really great. But for like a lot of it. She's just super like, why is my life so hard? And See, it's and really I've, frustrating. I've liked her up until, like, the episode I watched is where she finally sleeps with Wolfgang via their powers. Yeah, the brain fucking. And, that, yeah, and then she, like, shows up the next day and was like, it was a mistake, never mind. And it was like, why are you doing that? That's not nice. Yeah, good But other than that, like, I shit. have no problems with her. Um, if I had to, I, I was talking to your wife on Twitter about this. If if I had to make an unnumbered, unranked list. Wolfgang's number one. Wolfgang would be at the top. But, like, just by a smidge. You know who else is the unsung hero of that show, in my opinion, is Wolfgang Homie. Oh, uh... Uh, the dude that just looks like a donkey. Yeah, the dude that just keeps getting the shit shot out of him, like, every other episode. I love that guy. Um, but yeah, it's a great show. I, uh, my brother-in-law and stuff had watched it. They've been wanting my wife and I to watch it for a while. And then Tiff finally watched it. And then... She got through the first two seasons and then is waiting to watch the movie. It's till you which finish. hopefully, yeah, like I'm hoping to finish the series, the second season tonight, uh, and then her and I will watch the movie tomorrow. The movie's wonderful. Like I remember, like crying. It was just really great. Like, well, there's just so much. Like, uh, the storyline's really interesting, and it can get dark at times, but not too dark. It's I, it's more of an adventure. Um, but I like think, the happy moments are so great. Yeah. Like when they all celebrate their b- birthday together, um, the, uh, the pride Lido, Yeah. I just Lido saw Lido at the Lido at the pride parade in Sao Paulo with like millions of people. Cause it's, you know, they'll yeah. put their characters low and then they give like this awesome, happy, hopeful montage of all of them, you know, partying together in their, the way that they do. So yeah. I, so the only thing I know about sensei is that, all these people like share brains. They're, yeah, they're psychically linked. Yeah, psychically they're, they're linked. psychically linked. But what is the driving factor? Like, so, what okay. is the conflict? There well, is... so I love this. If you don't mind, I can jump Please. in. So yeah. there is a split in humans, right? Where like uh, the Neanderthal and then the sense they call them the sensates, or they call them. Sensorums? Sensorums. Yeah, so there's basically a split where there's people as we know them, and Mm -hmm. then there were people who, you know, were more empathic, essentially. Homo sapiens and Homo sensorum, yeah. And this is like, we won the war, essentially. We're the majority of the world now, but these people still exist. Their genes Mm -hmm. are passed on in small numbers. And And so there's always like a parent 
and the parent gives birth. Well, the parent psychically gives birth to. Eight I of them. have a question about that. I'm yeah. glad we brought that up because yeah. I just watched that episode not last night, but the night before, where any sensei, man or woman, can quote unquote give birth to a cluster, right. which is of is it always eight people? It's always eight. It's always, always eight, eight people. Yeah. So do just, a litter? Do eight people just suddenly become psychically linked? I, like how, I didn't understand no, that. No, because the way. It, it sounds They're like they're all born at the same date, same time. That's and, what it is. And that's what makes them the cluster. They have the sensorum genes, and they're all born same know, date, same time. But when they're talking about giving, so it shows, uh, what's the the girl's name? The the one that dies like right in the first episode. Oh, who yeah. they're following? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking can't I remember can't remember her name, her name, but I know what you're talking about. But it shows her with Jonas in the forest, and she's quote unquote giving birth, like she's not pregnant, she's, but she's experiencing but she's, the pain she's of birth. Experiencing the pain of birth, and yeah, because she's experienced. But why, like, why is it, like, how is she connected to them? Because they're their own cluster, but she gives birth to them. I, if I'm not mistaken, didn't she have the same? birth date and time in a previous year wasn't that how that worked Could i be. i don't remember i can't remember exactly yeah. but i'm pretty sure that's what it was that was that's so, the only part of it that's confusing have you me. not but, watched it though no so like but oh, what okay. is the conflict right so so the conflict is there's a guy there's an organization called it's not i want to say unit but it's not sense unit. eradicate something like that yeah no, it's it's the it's a company called bpo bpo yeah and they're they got started by a sensate and a non-sensate, and their job, their original goal was to research the phenomenon and help, you know, kind of intertwine their relationship. And they got taken over by a subset of people that want to essentially exploit it for gain and power. Mm. And so there's a man in there they call the cannibal. Whispers. Whispers. And he is a sensate. He made himself a sensate, right? By eating, no, he ate his own cluster. That's what it was. Like he basically took his cluster and absorbed them mentally into himself. And if he locks eyes with somebody, he can then basically see where they are against their will. He can he, he can hack into. Yeah. Because like, the thing of a sensate is you have to let yourself. I'm in. Yeah. Because the thing of being a sensate is you have to let yourself experience the other person, like open yourself up and you can keep them out. But with whispers, once he's made eye contact with you in real life, he can then do that. And so he's hunting this group of eight because they're tied to a woman who helped him build the technology that's supposed to exploit them. Huh. So okay. there's there's a, a lot of history to it. It's a really rich world, mm-hmm. um, a really good oh. backstory. That yeah, it gets a little confusing of time at times, but then it, it clears itself up pretty quickly. Um, they're called sensates, like S E N S A T E. Yeah, I got. Oh, that. Okay, I didn't know if you were. We were just like the sensates. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I got that. Um, but uh, yeah, just it's for some of the stuff that they tackle and some of the subject matter and how dark the story gets. It is a very happy show. I feel it is, like. yeah. Um, well, and I think like all the people like show the best parts of humanity that you wouldn't normally expect. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, uh, Kamala is that her name, right? Kamala, yep. her husband, right? Like, he just believes her, yeah, because he loves her, and why would she lie to him? And he can't see it. Same with um, uh, Bug, Bug, and uh, the transgender girl tied to Bug, Nomi, Nomi, yeah. Same with uh, Nomi and Nomi. Bug and Nomi's partner. They just, well, why would you lie to me? Like and, and such, so they're so all of their friends like that are tied close to them are supportive and loving and dude bugs fucking awesome. Bug is awesome. Bug is so and great. The, uh, the thing I like about Bug is I feel like I am Bug in a lot of sense. Because, right. So he knew Nomi when she was Michael. 
uh, so before she transitioned, before she transitioned, yeah, she's a trans woman. Okay, and so he, like, they, the world that they live in is like hackers and dark web and all this kind of stuff. So she got caught for something, went to prison. So they've lost touch. So he yeah. had no idea that she had transitioned into a woman, mm -hmm. and they need and Nomi and her girlfriend need his help. So they meet up with them, and he's like, "Oh, hey, who are you two ladies?" And she's like, "It's it's me, Michael." And his reaction to it is perfect. Yeah. Because he, the the guy is like he has known this guy like for so long as Michael disappears off the map for a while, comes back, she's tra transitioned into she's a woman, known me, right? And he's like super supportive right off the bat, but like every once in a while he slips up and calls her Michael, mm -hmm. and her girlfriend like jumps in and like it's no me, like you know. But yeah, you can tell he's that he's like, trying. Well, yeah, like he's. And he's just, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. he, he's, he's trying like he, and he, he gets the hang of it pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a great character, like a, a great supporting character to the two of them. He called, he calls the two of them his angels. Yeah. He calls them angels because <laughs> he's like, the he guy feels like he's their angels. Bosley. <laughs> it's, it's, that's oh, fun. I like that. Show and like when she tells him about all the sensate stuff, mm -hmm. because he, they don't tell him for a while. And finally he like just looks over at him and he's like, look. I have helped you with a lot of stuff and I need to know about this whole talking into a blank space thing. Cause like when she's communicating with her other sensei, it's like, she's they're, talking. it's yeah. like they're yeah. there. And so she'll just have a conversation with them and he'll be there. And so finally, and so they spill it all. And he's, he says something like, that's fucking cool or yeah, something. He's shit. Like, like, he's like, I thought this whole transition into a sexy foxy lady thing was cool, but this sensei stuff is B-I-G big. Yeah, he's just like fucking great. And like, yeah. Uh. And I was really happy because, um, and I know this isn't a compliment and I don't mean it to be, but uh, when they introduce Nomi and they uh, tell her that they explain or they reveal that she's a trans woman. Right. Um, she does not look like a trans woman. And like to the point where I was concerned that like, oh, sh like, oh man, like I hope they really cast... A trans, a trans person for this right. role. So I Googled it and luckily they did. And she, she's apparently been in a couple other things. She's oh. done like a lot of video game work. Like she's been mm. in the Mass Effect games. Oh, cool. And everything like that. So, which I mean, I would expect that representation. Just, I mean, I would expect it anyway, but also where it's the Wachowskis who are both trans women. Right. Um, you know, you would expect that they would fight for that. So yeah. I, I was, I was happy to see that. Oh, okay, good. They, it's, and you know what else I like about the show? It's similar to the Winona community. I feel like the community around the show is the same type of person. They're just happy and uplifting, and they're not the type of community that's like tearing their community down, mm -hmm. which I really dig. That and that is like the thing I've noticed as I've delved into Winona Earp is like the whole community is just like, yeah. And I guess like there was a new episode last night um, that was apparently like serious and dark and like if like and so one of the producers like went on twitter and was like if you are dealing with depression and suicidal thoughts like remember you are loved and here's a number blah 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 and everyone was just like yay we love our herb community this is so bleh. yeah yeah um, they're a great crew. Lido his uh, journey into Lido, com coming out as a homosexual that was pretty pretty heavy yeah that was super heavy Oh, man, Leto's um, a great character. I love that Bug also, this is a spoiler, but I love that Bug is like a secret Leto super fan and it's yes. in like all of his fucking movies. Yeah. <laughs> and so, then like there's a scene where they're at, they're trying to be clandestine. So they go I to a- I just watched this episode. Yeah, so they yeah. go to a screening of one of Leto's films, but it's in America. So it's like a foreign movie screening where there's not a lot of people. And it's, a, and, it's cheesy like, B movie. Like Macho Man, 
mm-hmm. action flicks. Like mm-hmm. Lito's an action star. Yeah, and so that's one reason why him being homosexual is problematic for him sure. because in Mexico you can't be sure. a macho action star and be gay, right? Sure. And so, so they're there. And then they see the movie, and Nomi's like, oh my god, that's one of my senseis. Yeah, and Bug is like, you know Lido? Like, <laughs> like, starstruck? Like, she had no idea. And so it's it's Bug, Nomi, and I can't remember her girlfriend's name. Uh, it's uh, She's it's, amazing, though. She's one of the Doctor Who companions. Oh, know. that's right. She's a... Uh, Freeman. She's the Doctor. Aggieman or whatever. She's the Doctor oh, Doctor companion. Um, yeah. Martha. Martha. She's yeah. Martha. Martha um, Jones. But, uh, so it's Bug, Nomi, and Martha Jones. <laughs> and then, like, and then like, like, Bug is, like, whispering how much he loves Lido to her, and Lido's sitting right there, like, taking in the praise. Sure. Yeah, he's sitting, so he's sitting on the other side of Bug, and Nomi's like, well, you can tell him yourself. He's sitting right there. But it's, you know, to him, it's an empty right. chair. And so he spends the rest of the movie leaning over and talking to Lido. <laughs> Telling him how much he looks like, even though he can't hear any responses, Nomi just tells him he's there, so he just like keeps telling, like, This is my favorite part, and (laughs) and it's great because, like, at this point in Leto's journey, um, he has like dealt with hiding his homosexuality, being uh outed against his will, and then coming to terms with that and being comfortable with himself. But the result of that is uh, his career is more or less over. It's not what it was anymore. Now all the roles that he's being offered are like typecast, like pedophile villains and stuff like that. Right. And so he thinks that he has no more fans. That they like his whole world is essentially and then he gets turned his big against break him. In Hollywood because of it. Uh, I don't know. I, oh, spoilers, man. Jesus. <laughs> but uh, you know, at this point, it, it, <laughs> this this episode kind of ramps up for him because he ends up uh, sitting in the theater. Uh, in America and the, it's a packed theater and seeing all the people clap at like the big moments in his movie and then that kind of he had gotten an offer to be the grandmaster or whatever they call it at the uh, Sao Paulo gay pride parade which is like the biggest gay pride parade in the world with like five million marchers mm-hmm. every year and so he decides to go do that and like he they get off the airplane and he comes down and there's just a bunch of people holding signs and like they love him like they're fans of him of his movies and end of him and and then and so then there's, there's this great montage he gives this speech at the at the pride parade and introduces his boyfriend hernando like in public for the first time yeah. and oh, hernando no. is goddamn adorable oh, he's wonderful he's, he's got his his, his little his little five o'clock i beard, want to be like, hernando's best friend right like i just want to hang out with hernando i want to hang out with Lito, hernando and danny and just be like yeah Let's have some margaritas. Mm-hmm. But so and everyone's just cheering for him and you can just tell it really builds him up. So then he just lets go and just like jumps into the crowd and all the sensates are experiencing it at the same time. So it keeps flashing between. I mean, it's Lido that's physically there, but it'll show like They're Nomi like being lifted up. And, and there's a great juxtaposition because Nomi had uh, gone to her first pride parade at the beginning of season one and everything. So I don't know. There's just so many great journeys. Well, and and like, like the whole relationship dynamic between Hernando, Lido and Danny, Danny and like. I think there's some like little bit swinging going on. In I, there. Think so. I think so. I think I think it's like, a I think it's a polyamorous. Yeah, and they're just like the all just happy together, and I. And they're I'm, all super supportive. Yeah, the show and, is just like love. It's like love as a show. It's really great. Yeah, bottled up with some adventure. Yeah, and like and they even like there's one episode. I don't think you're there yet, but there's there's a there's a scene there's a sex scene in one of the future coming episodes that you're gonna see, and you're gonna be like, goddamn, because <laughs> some stuff goes down, and you're just like. And every cool. sex scene is an orgy. Yeah, because they're all experiencing it. Because they're all experiencing it at the same time. So it's just like, just this You don't pile. know where one begins <laughs> and the other. Seriously. It's just a tangle of people. It's just a tangle and then, of people. And then there's like you occasionally Danny's. You ever seen Danny's. a snake eat itself before? <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, that show's, show's super great. Like the I, first, I the first uh, in season one, 
um, before like any of them really realize what's going on, you learn very quickly that it's if you're not ready for it, it's probably not a good idea for more than one of the sensates to be having sex at the same time <laughs> right. because they're all like having like their own intimate moments with their partners or whatever. But it's at the same time. Like, so, what if one of them is at work? Yeah, well, that happens. That happens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that happens. That's, like, that's Kamala, right? She's like yeah, at the Kamala. desk, like. Yeah, she's like at the desk, like <laughs> rolling in ecstasy at her desk, trying to type. <laughs> yeah, trying to type. Like it can be problematic. It's pretty great. That's uh, well, I was gonna say. Speaking of Kamala, Marvel Rising Infinite, but I don't want to follow up <laughs> that. So speaking of Marvel Rising Infinite, Marvel Rising Infinite. <sighs> Uncomfortable transition. Marvel Rising Infinite. Um, the first season quotes air quotes. Um is all on YouTube. Each episode is like three minutes long. Oh, I love those. Yeah, so it so the whole first season, it's like 20, 21 minutes. It's on YouTube, um, but it sets up for Marvel Infinite, or no, Marvel Rising um, Secret Warriors, I think is what it is called that's coming out later this year. Um, but what it is is um, Gwen Stacy's Ghost Spider um, is um, considered guilty of a murder. And so she is like the whole season is just her evading um, first the police and then um, Patriot. Um, and then it's all about how Gwen Stacy like is balancing her regular life while also like running away from the feds <laughs> at the same time. And it's there's a whole there's an episode where she's with her band and it's pretty great. And they're like, why are you like, what's wrong with you? Why do you look so tired? She's like, oh, I just ran like six blocks from the SWAT team. <laughs> and they're like, ha ha ha, Gwen, you're so funny. Um, but it also introduces um, Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel and Squirrel Girl. And Ms. Marvel and Squirrel Girl have decided to officially team up to fight bad guys. And so they're at their inaugural um, meetup. And uh, uh, Ms. Marvel's like, I got our first bad guy. Ghost Spider is like, like I just pegged uh, Ghost Spider. So there's a whole like scene where they're trying to capture Ghost Spider. And Ghost Spider's like, no, I'm not the bad guy. But then, you know. And then it also introduces like uh, Quake, who is actually voiced by Chloe Bennett yep. from Agents of Shield. Cool. And uh, it's just fun. It's just fun. And it's this is leading into that new cartoon that's yeah. coming out. So the one so thing about are that they, are they older in this or are they no, all they're teens? No, they're teens. So, okay. Yeah, right. they're but I do teens. find it interesting. Like, um, and I have no strong feelings about it one way or the other. But how they made Squirrel Girl kind of like the bruiser. Yeah. of the group yeah. which was kind of weird because like she's uh, like the kind of with squirrel girl her thing is she's this kind of small unassuming girl that's just squirrel girl but then you know in the comic books they allude to the fact that one time she defeated thanos by herself and everything right mm -hmm. but she's kind of the i don't want to say the whole character but she's the kind of she's the bruise the she's, she's the kind muscle, of the tank the muscle yeah. and like there's there's um when they first encounter ghost spider she sends tippy her squirrel she's like tippy go stop her and Tippy's like, um, for whatever reason, like as fast as Ghost Spider and like goes and chews all of her webs. And so Ghost Sp there's like a, a whole minute and a half sequence of Ghost Spider being like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and, and Squirrel Girl and Kamala are like eating cupcakes yeah. <laughs> because it's their first meeting. And so Squirrel Girl's like, I brought cupcakes. <laughs> yeah, Which is like, important. You always bring cupcakes. To when the I, yeah. meeting, when yeah, I saw the cool. preview for it and I was like, oh, it's got all these characters. And then I, they show Squirrel Girl. I'm like, damn. Like. <laughs> She's the muscle. Girl <laughs> was not expecting that. Yeah, someone's been lifting weights. Mm, getting yeah. swole, girl. Yeah, and she she's thick. She, she a thick she girl. She a thick girl. Yep, that's right. And the animation does a really nice job of like reflecting the actual 
people that you would see. So like Quake cool. looks Asian, right? And you know, uh, Squirrel Girl's thick, and Kamala Khan's Muslim, and Patriot's a black guy. And on the trailer for that, I really dug the animation. I it's really it, it's cool. really smooth. There's it's a, really cool. In the very first episode, there's an action shot of Ghost Spider like um, webbing up all the policemen, and it's like. I don't think I've ever seen it in any kind of animation that I've watched. Granted, I don't watch a whole lot of animation, but it was really cool just the way that it was done. Yeah, I was when I saw the trailer for that. I was, mm. I, I was my first thought is I gotta show. I'm gonna Eddie watch this. that today. I'm Twenty a, I'm minutes of this. your time. It's worth it. Oh, it's fun. It's fun. Cool. But there is a full length series coming out, right? Or was this it? This is it. Oh, okay. I thought it's there Marvel, was like a so, half hour cartoon thing around these. So characters. Marvel Rising. Infinite is the introduction to Marvel Rising Secret Warriors that's coming out later this year. And is that like another series of shorts or what is that? That I can't, I haven't been able to figure out. Hmm. But it's, but it'll introduce like Captain, like Captain Marvel will join in and it'll delve more, I think, into the story of um, why Ghost Spider is running from the police and uh, what the actual thing okay. is. Um, but yeah, speaking of fun. Tom and I went to see the Meg. Oh, we did together. Uh, we saw this movie. Yeah, that's awesome, guys. So uh, tell me about <laughs> Zing. <laughs> Truthfully, though, it doesn't need like much more talk. Like I feel so. Anna filled me in on the book. Like I don't, mm -hmm. I don't read books, right? I play video games and watch movies. So she gave me like how dope the book was, mm -hmm. and so I was expecting a lot out of this film, as I'm sure you were. Mm -hmm. uh, it had Jason Statham and a large shark. So here's what I'm guessing, right? It okay, large shark appears. Okay. Uh, figure out where it came from, eh. and then uh, they know where it. You came know, from. it eats a ton of people, and then Jason Statham roundhouses it, and then he kills it <laughs> at the end. It's the same formula for every shark movie that's ever came out since Jaws appeared. Yeah, but see, the book doesn't have that formula except as the much. shallows. Which yeah, man, the thing is, the, the book was a perfect bad movie in itself, yeah. and if they had just followed yeah. the book. The movie would have been ten times better. The right. movie heard is that before, because like the way the sh so the way the sharks so get up. Just quick premise, then we'll move on, I guess. Yeah. But, so there's a layer of like nitrogen slash other shit at the bottom of the Marianas Trench, right? That is basically a layer that keeps the super icy water in between the depths to the surface protected from the blower stuff, and the blower stuff is warm enough to contain life. So the scientists go down there and they realize it's not actually physical stuff. It's just this like shell. They go through, but when they emerge, so then they get attacked by the Meg. They go to rescue because Megalodons have been hiding down there, right? Because they tear a hole in it when they right. They so when they, uh, they so tear a hole in and, it, yep. and it makes a jet of super warm water that sucks the Megalodons up to the surface and protects them from the icy water below. And then there's Megalodons, right? But so that alone means they could have done all kinds of fucked up stuff to make like a really silly movie, mm -hmm. but that's pretty much where the silly ends, and it's just like a very typical shark movie at that point, and kind of disappointing. Yeah, yep. yeah, um, about right. Before except we... for when um, Rain Wilson gets eaten, that scene is fucking great. Yeah. Do we have anything else besides the collectibles? I went to see Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, okay. How's good? that? If you like rom coms, like I enjoy good rom coms. Yeah. I was sobbing the last half of it. You know, it was I cute. Oh, um, also on that note, I started watching with Anna uh, Disenchanted. It's the uh, new Netflix cartoon series by Matt Groening. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Two episodes in, it's pretty damn funny. Really? Yeah. yeah it's like... Uh, so I saw the trailer and I was like, I don't know if I want to watch this. It's so I kind of viewed it like... Uh, 
So so here's the premise. Like, she gets there's this princess. It's her wedding day. She's kind of like a rebellious, muscly party animal that fights people and drinks and gambles. She's being forced to get married for like a political thing. For some reason, she gets cursed by these two warlocks. And so now she has this demon who follows her around, who's like encouraging her to be an asshole. And then an elf escapes from essentially like the Keebler elf factory, basically, and doesn't know anything about the world and is just like super optimistic. And so it's like her and this elf and this demon like hanging out. It's Hmm. I want to check it out. We laughed out loud like four times last night. So it's definitely funny. Are they like half hour long episodes? Yeah, I think an hour, maybe 45. They felt longer, but it was late. So and it's part one that just got released. So I think it's only like four episodes or something. Sounds right. Which, by the way, Netflix canceled the break and the Joel McHale show. Yeah. Was it because of performance or other reasons? I didn't read beyond that. Um, Collectible. Hold on. Before we get into collectibles, one more movie plug. Um, So it came out like two weeks ago on to digital uh the death of superman dc animated movie oh is it good uh really fucking good and i have not been super stoked on the new 52 animated movies from dc like frankly the movies after the flashpoint paradox for me have not been great and i've only watched like half of them because i just don't have a whole hell of a lot of interest in it okay um but the death of superman really fucking great uh, I would encourage, I mean, it's worth at least the rental can I make, uh, to can watch I, it. Can I make a request as well? Hmm. So October 26th is the Castlevania season two release. I know. I think we should all get together and watch season one and then watch season two and do an episode all about it because Castlevania is the fucking shit. The end. Huh? Okay. Okay. But, yeah. Death of Superman. <laughs> I think you dig uh, it. When you say digital, it's like kind of iTunes a... slash Amazon slash where do I get I, it? I looked at it and I passed on it. Yeah, I think put like all, maybe I'll give it a while. So here was here was my thought process when it came out, you know, because it hits digital and then yeah. you have to wait two weeks before you can rent it. But Tom, yeah. if you want to rent it, I, I don't. Well, know no, you can means. rent it. I don't now. know what that means. Like, how do I rent it? Uh, on iTunes, it's on iTunes. So like iTunes, sure. Google Play, like you would just pay them yeah. a fee. And I, yeah. So like yeah, the, I don't know if it was like a, the, on so the like Tom said, I just wasn't sure if it was like a like a Netflix release or a Hulu yeah. release, or you know, oh. Tom Flix. Tom Flix. I'm making it end up on Tom Flix, yeah. But uh, the animation in it is great. The characters are great. It really follows a great Superman story. It like it's the humanizing part of Superman. Do you know who does the voices? Oh, fuck, I can't remember. It's I not the normal Tim no. Daly. No, it's not the normal Tim Daly and uh, Kevin Conroy. Is Conroy. Neil Patrick Harris in it? Is yes. Nathan Fillion in it? Nathan Fillion is Green Lantern. Awesome. Yep. Is it the crew from Critical Role? Neil Patrick Harris is the Flash? Everything? Yes, I believe yeah. so. Yeah, so the, the voice, uh, and uh, what's her name, is uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, fuck. Rosario Dawson? Rosario Dawson, yep, cool. is Wonder Woman. Um, but the acting's great. Um, they really follow the death of Superman story. Like, I don't know if they redid it in the new 52 and what that was like, but they really they didn't. In. That stayed as is. They reintroduced Doomsday. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't that. So, it, this movie is based off of the Dan yeah. Jurgen story from 20 years ago. Yeah. And they, and I like this one better when the, better than the one they, they did several years ago, just called Doomsday. Yeah. I like this one better. Um, and the whole fight sequence when, Doomsday arrives and first wrecks Atlantis and comes up to the service and just fucking dismantles the Justice League. Um, and then him and Superman's like prolonged fight, the animation, the action, the choreography is fucking amazing. Like you feel every punch. Like they are just beating the living shit oh, out so of each you, other. So it's Jerry O'Connell as Superman. Um, mm, fat kid from Stand By Me. Jason O'Mara as <laughs> Batman. But then you have Rain Wilson as Lex Luthor. Yeah, it's awesome. Nathan Fillion is back as Green Lantern. Rebecca Romaine as Lois Lane. Matt Lanter as Aquaman. 
Shamar Morris Cyborg. Who's the Flash? Ah! Voice actor it may not of the universe. MPH. It may not be. Uh, maybe this Christopher Gorham, who's not credited. Hmm. The Flash isn't in it a whole heck of a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's really great. I like I said, I I was pleasantly surprised, and I felt like it would have been worth a purchase. Like I could, if oh, yeah. I had purchased Christo- it two weeks prior. Christopher Gorham. If I had purchased it two weeks earlier, I wouldn't have been mad about it. Word. PSA Deadpool 2 should be out on Blu-ray right around this time of this episode, so go buy that shit. I already shit. got it on digital. Because I'm going to watch the fuck out of that movie. Yeah, okay. It has the uh, the Hitler scene. Yep. <laughs> so great. Um, I'm surprised you still buy and physical discs. It has the discs. long... I, I don't. It's, the... But I didn't know that people buy digital shit. I don't buy digital shit either. I just didn't know that people bought stuff digitally. Oh, digital always comes out two weeks before physical now. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It has the scene where... Deadpool tells Logan to join X Factor. It does? Or X Force, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the new Where's that version. No, it doesn't. It should. I watched it. The extended scene? Yeah, I watched like I When he goes back and sees Logan and kills the other Deadpool, he goes, Hey, if you ever get oh, to join a team, oh. that wasn't a theatrical release. Oh, okay. But I didn't catch it that The reason extra that's line. cool is with this merger about to happen and they're probably going to make x-force before that happens to get it out there because who knows what's going to happen once disney owns yep. it why would hugh jackman be like this is the end of x-men for at least six years why not just do one more movie and well milk he it? he still maintains that he's done with wolverine movies but if he had the opportunity to do an x-force movie with deadpool and all that yeah. he would do that i'm telling you is, that's, Gonna happen. Okay, we are running low on time. So. Yeah, okay, so well, sorry, this collectibles. Gonna be super quick. I got a bunch of collectibles. That's usually my opening pickup line too. <laughs> this will be super quick. I promise. <laughs> I don't say that. I said title your super long. Title of your sex. I have to get the one out of the way. Take a quick power nap, and then it's the next morning. And I, I may or may not throw out my back. I was like, yeah. Has <laughs> title of your sex date. I may or may not throw out my back. All right. Which one do you want to cover first? Uh, we can go over, so months ago we did this, and I had the green phoenix, the good phoenix from X-Men, yep. and they released a special edition, Dark Phoenix, which is, I'm a little disappointed, it's the exact same statue, I, like, I, thought, I thought she would yeah. not be smiling, you know? So that's that's actually good you bring that up, because you brought that out, and I'm like, I thought we already talked about the statue on so the it's podcast. The green, this is just the red okay. suit, got the translucent red hair. Um, and now I just found out they did another one at San Diego Comic-Con, which they are releasing for sale. So, of course, I'm going to have to get that. Yep. And it's the white and gold Phoenix suit. So, I'm going to have three Phoenixes in my, my bedroom. Hey, you got go, you got, you got what you got. <laughs> yep. Um, next one is X-23 uh, as New Wolverine, which has been her series up until about a month ago where she went back to X-23 because Wolverine's going to be returning to comic books. Old Man Logan's about to die. Um, I love this. Old Man Logan still hasn't died? No, I think they're they're on issue 45. I think issue 50 is the end. We have another couple months. I This was one of my favorite comic book series of the year. Of the year, excuse me. I think you would really like it. The yeah. last four issues is 30 Years in the Future, and Carol Danvers and Maria Hill have like eradicated all supervillains except for 
Latveria with Doctor Doom. Mm. And X-23 is dying of adamantium poisoning. And she's like, I have one last mission. And her and Maria Hill and Carol Danvers go in to take out Doom. If you have it. Yeah, I will I'll bring it. it. Yeah. Um, Got this Batman, Kotobukiya. I love Kotobukiya. I've talked around. about it. So I, I limit my statue buying to strictly Batman and X-Men. And with X-Men, it's like... I kind of pick up whatever comes out because they don't come out a ton and then batman it has to be something specific either from a storyline i really like costume yeah, i've been like, gushing get batman oh like... there's millions of batman yeah. so i've been gushing about rebirth batman for this entire year i talk about it all the time so i wanted something with the tom king batman in it so i grabbed this and guy. i love that costume like that he's, awesome. that he's rocking right when now. it first came out I was like, I don't know how I feel about He's this. He's like ripped. And I totally dig it. Yeah, dude, Batman's Batman's swole. I just swole. I love the yellow outline around the bat symbol, like the purple on the underside of the cape. Totally, dude. I'm all about it. And it's kind a of a costume. new looking utility belt, which yeah. I'm also totally into. Yeah. What's this old school one? So that one is uh my girlfriend went to Ohio this past week to visit her dad. And they wound up at like a retro toy store. And she asked if there was anything I was looking for. And I had the Super Friends action figures by Kenner as a kid. That was like my first toy. And so I was like, if they have that, please get it for me. And they did not have that. But they did have Kotobukiya has come out with the superheroes line, which is just larger versions of those action figures. That's cool. <laughs> and so I was super stoked. This was like That's my rad. first toy as a child, essentially, oh. with the cloth cape. Arms don't move, knees don't move. It's just one yeah. solid figure. But that's. But I love those things. I had Batman, Robin, Superman, and Evil Superman because I dropped one of them when I was bike riding, and half his face got scraped <laughs> off. So he then became the villain. Are these the ones where they had like the <laughs> little, the like the plastic ring at the top of the cape? That yes, can, I had those. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, they were fucking great. Like, I don't go after a bunch of stuff from my childhood, but this is like, yeah. If I ever find them and they're in good condition, I would totally buy them. That's or, rad. And then finally, from the metal series, I bought this on a whim (laughs) almost a year ago. It popped up in previews and I didn't have to pay in advance. I was like, I'll probably be getting a raise before then. So why not go go hard and then it showed up and I'm really happy. Truth be told, like I didn't love the metal series. It was great. The first half, second half, I kind of lost interest, but like. As this a is, statue, I fucking love. This and we'll is, post pictures of all these yeah. uh, on BigShinyRobot.com for the uh, with the episode link. But this is the most like fucking stere- like stereotypical metal. Like the only thing this guy isn't doing is wearing like fucking chainmail oh, over absolutely. the top of a, like, of like a, what's that magazine from the eighties? Uh, is it heavy metal? Heavy metal. Over like a heavy metal T-shirt. Like motherfucker is like shredded with blood and I holding really axes like, for some reason i really like the detail like on his knees especially the blood spatter right and what does it for enemies. me is and the blood in his mouth so he's clearly like bit some blood capsules to drip down <laughs> the, yeah that's so what he's done the, the cape the is torn cool. up cape yeah. with blood splatters blood all over it and dirt and i like he's got his hunch forward like if you took the the axes out and put like a musical axe in his hand he would just be like just dropping those d chords that's the uh that's the alternate version of the statue yeah, I love it, dude. I totally dig it. It's, it's dope. A, it's a fucking good statue. Greg Capullo, who I've really enjoyed on DC books. He's been doing most of their big stuff. 
um, as far as artwork. And again, the new bat suit. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I like it more on the other. Yeah. Too much yellow going on for me on this one. You but think? The blood and cuts and everything else totally makes See, up I, for all of that. I like the yellow because it makes like that shit pop. Like I love that they're popping his logo and his utility belt. Like to me, that kind of pulls it out of the gray. Fun Batman. And the The big thing is like girlfriend. Swear to me. That's what I was going for. And I don't know how much of this stuff is going to be allowed out in like the living area. But she's super into fantasy. So Batman holding two axes like. With a dragon. He's, yeah. he's up. He's, he's in the keeper <laughs> like, pile right his, now. His first album coming out is going to be called My Parents Died in an Alley. Christ. Well, thanks for bringing those, John. Yeah, it's yeah. super rad. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to our show. Check out our <laughs> This episode has been brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery, located at 94 East, Fort Union Boulevard in Midvale, Utah. Please make sure to like and rate us on iTunes.